Welcome to the Right Way Christian Center podcast. Here at Right Way, we exist so that people may know God personally, grow in God relentlessly, and show God compassionately. We hope that you grow because of this message today. Confession, this is my Bible. I believe the words in it. I could do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. I believe there's power in the Word of God. I'm about to receive the seed of the Word of God, and the devil cannot steal, will not steal my seed, but I will prosper from what I receive today, and from this moment forward, I will never be the same. The Word of God is the answer. The answer is in the Word. Amen. Amen. Turn to the book, <clears throat> excuse me, of Ecclesiastes. Uh, we're going to look at verses 9 through 12. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. So if you have an electronic device that gives you that option of uh, different uh, selectives of, of Bibles, translations, how about you pull that New Living Translation up and let's all read that together. Uh, I, I'm going to do a series and it may just go today. I don't know. We're talking about, I'm going to talk, I'm, I'm entitling it rather, we're in this together. Come on, say, we're in this together. Now, my, my, um, <clears throat> my motive for this message is very clear. I, I, am, I want to build on our R groups and, and the interest meeting that Pastor John and Minister Trey are going to be having after both of our services because our uh, groups are the culture of Right Way Christian Center. And as I've said and stated, I'm not asking you to consider if you want to join our groups. I'm asking you to pray about what life group you're going to be a part of and or even start yourself because our groups are the culture of Right Way Christian Center. Come on, say it's the culture. We are headed somewhere and where we're going is big. And all of you cannot be um, taken care of uh, 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 in this one church setting. You have life needs that are the responsibility of the church. And all of those life needs that are the responsibility of the church cannot, come on say cannot cannot be taken care of in this one church setting. That's why we, the church, has a responsibility of providing other platforms and avenues by which those life needs can be taken care of. You have, you have things like Bible study. You have things like BTU. You have things like Vacation Bible school. You have things like conferences and seminars, right? All of and now and you have things like our groups or life groups or, or what some churches call them. Uh, all of those are the church's ways of providing avenues to take care of those life responsibilities that we are accountable for. And so, for some time now. We have been building life groups. We, we canceled our midweek service 
so that we wouldn't be running or putting extra uh, 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 church duty responsibilities on those persons that we needed them to connect with other people. Say this, connection is important. Now, now I, I'm... And I really want you to lock in and, and really hear me with your heart and don't hear me with your head. Because if you're trying to hear me with your head and hear me as you know you, you're going to miss out on the part of you that I know that you don't know. He said, yeah, there, as, as a pastor, as the one who watches over your soul like a parent to a child, there's a part of the child that the parent knows about that the child don't know about yet. Right? And, and, and they think they know and they don't know. And when they get smart with us, <laughs> come on, parents. That's why we have some go off because, like, I know some of you that you don't know yet. Right? Well, same way spiritually. There's a, there's a part of you that you don't know about that I know that I'm responsible in introducing you to. Now, why do I say that? I'm, I preference that statement because there are going to be many of us in the room right now that are hearing this that you don't feel like you need other people. I'm good all by myself, and that's the problem. Not that you don't, but the other part of that that you don't realize is it's not always about you needing other people. There are some people that need you. So the fact that other people need you, you need people, and you're not good by yourself. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. I knew it was going to get quiet when I said that. See, one of the things that fight us now, especially in our community, is that we got, we have now, we're in this, in this for self culture. And this for self, don't need nobody else culture is very dangerous, especially when we have these electronic devices that can give us a sense of community, though we are really by ourselves. Like you can, you can stay at home and work out. You can stay at home and go to school. You know what I'm saying? You can stay at home and have uh, this false artificial relationship. I mean, you can even have artificial intercourse. <laughs> you, I mean, everything, it, it can keep you trapped in doing life by yourself. And it's extremely dangerous. It's so dangerous that we don't even realize it, that things like mental health, which are very important. I got a message coming down the line about mental health because I'm, I'm very passionate about that, being a person that faced suicide one time by himself. Uh, but we don't even realize, like, man, these people, these kids, they're coming out so smart, they're coming out so... But, but the parenting isn't even knowledgeable that we give them devices that become a vice that keep them to themselves and, and, and you were not designed to keep uh, uh, you to yourself. Are you listening to me? Now, Ecclesiastes chapter 9, uh, verse 9, Ecclesiastes chapter 4, excuse me, verse 9 through 12, New Living Translation says, Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. I, you hear people say, I did this by myself. Lie. You are a big lie. You did not. You, you did it by yourself. Lie. You do nothing by yourself. I made this money by myself. Lie. You didn't. You had to order products from somewhere. So that wasn't by you. Didn't, you didn't make the product, create the product, tag the product. You had to rely on something else. Some other outside source help you. 
I got here all by myself. No, you didn't. Somebody, no, listen, I didn't do all this by myself. You came, had life impact. You went and told somebody else, and they came to see they had life impact. They went and told somebody else. So I didn't do all this by myself. Praise the Lord. So stop saying that. I did this by myself. You're really operating in pride, and pride cometh before a fall. That's why there should be no such thing as pride month, and you celebrated with them. Pride coming before a fall. Find something else to call it. Don't call it pride. Please don't call it pride. And then we celebrate it all over the United States, so that's why we sense a fall all over the United States. Pride? <laughs> okay, we just, I'm not talking about the struggle of the people. I'm talking about the month that they call it. So don't misinterpret me. Verse 10 says, if one person falls, if one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. <laughs> Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. That, that, is, that is not uh, giving the allowance of fornication. Like, there it is. That's the scripture I've been looking for right there. That is definitely a metaphor. <laughs> but how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. There are even three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. So the Bible is not a proponent of you doing life by yourself. As a matter of fact, it says you'll be in big trouble trying to do life by yourself. Come on, say amen to that. And so listen carefully. God made you whole, but inside of that, uh, there are parts of your, uh, that, that part of your wholeness receives its fulfillment through outward relationships. Yes, did God make us whole? Absolutely. But, but that part, those parts of your wholeness uh, achieve their wholeness not always by themselves, but through outward relationships. Uh, let me say it another way. God did not create us to be independent. God created us to be interdependent. Are you listening? Okay, so... Uh, See, God's design, God's design was always that we know him, that we grow in him, and that we show him in the context of relationship. Come on, say relationship. We, it was relationship with others and not by ourselves. And so we will always come up empty when we look inside for something that life has been set up for us to receive from the outside of us. When we do this, our experiment becomes the opposite of the completeness that we were aiming for. Ooh, let me say that again. That is so good. Listen, we will always come up empty when we look inside for something that life, and when I say life, I'm talking about God. God's setup of life, how the origin of life was supposed to move and flow. 
right? When we look inside of us for something that life has been set up for us to receive from the outside of us. Everything that, that, that's designed to bring completeness to you will not be found on your inside. It will be found outside through relationship. Okay, okay. Listen, listen. So then, when we do this, when we only, when we push out those exterior things that were set up by God, life, to help us fulfill or become this complete person that we were designed to be, we, res we don't get the completeness, we get the opposite. Watch this. We become incomplete. We become depressed. We become lost. We, we feel less than. We become unstable because it's in partnership that the area will be fulfilled. Not by yourself. And you would think that with the run and the height of mental illness and suicide and all these other things, we would get it. And, and the, 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 the numbers still don't communicate to us, hey, let's pause for a moment because we're doing something wrong. This keep your circle real small and, and I'm, I'm better off by myself. And you, we don't even realize what it's doing to us and we celebrating the stuff that's bringing degeneration. The scripture says that two are better than one. Amen. Now, now, see, just hearing that alone, you now understand why Instagram, and I'm, I'm saying it because it's on there. I'm not blaming the actual program or software itself. But now you see why Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, now you see why they press so hard against the word. Because if I can keep you away from the truth and only get you to walk in fact, because facts ever change. Truth don't change. The truth is, two are better than one. Facts will say, you don't need nobody. But then when the facts move and there's no foundation, truth will always give you a foundation. Are you listening to me? Here it is, Proverbs 17 and 17. I read it out of the King James and the Amplified. It says, a friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. The Amplified, I love it, it says, a friend loves at all times and is born as a brother for adversity. A friend loveth at all times and is born as a brother. They, they should, a friend would be just like a brother for adversity. So, so watch this now. A, a friend is not just someone that you just need to have to kick it with. The Bible says that we're going to face adversity in life, and that's also why you need a friend. You need a burden bearer. You need a support base. I do all this by myself. You were not created to be your only support base. Amen. And most people that get rid of people also get rid of God. Now, watch this. Let, uh, uh, let's close with this, that we are made for relationship. Come on, say, I've been made, I've been made for, relationship. for relationship. 
Genesis 2.18. I'm going to read Genesis 2.18, then I'm going to go back to verse 17 because I think that there's a... And I'm only looking at this for principal purpose. I'm not looking at it for the husband and wife, but even in husband and wife, that deals with relationship, right? But now I want you to see a principle here, see if you can pick it up. Verse 18, then I'm going to back up to verse 17, then I'm going to make a statement. It says, and the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. Well, that's why I be tripping out with folk talking about, I don't need nobody. You know, I be, I be, it, it's, it's sad, but I have to laugh from crying because they are totally going against the order of creation. You're totally going against the order. I almost tripped up there. Against creation. So you say, I don't need no life group. You, <laughs> I don't need groups. No, you, you're going against the order of creation because you're going to find somebody to hang out with. Even if you have to create an artificial one through social media, you're going to hang out with somebody. It is not good, he said, that man should be alone. I will make, I will make and help meet for him. That word meet means suitable. I'm going to set up suitable relationships. I'm going to set up the, the, the type of relationship that when you're weak, the other one you're in relationship with is strong. I'm going to set up the relationship that when you don't have the answer, the other or others will have the answer. I'm going to set up the relationship that when there is a need, you don't always have to look to me. You look to what I put in the earth, which is relationship. And from the relationship, you can get the need. Sometimes we're crying out to God for help when it is a community of people that we need to be around with whom God has already supplied the help to them for you. But I don't need all that. I like being by myself. I don't, folks fickle. Well, you are a folk. You do know that, right? You do know that. And that's why you need to be around other folks so they can help identify the fickle that's in you too. Because there's some fickle in all of us. Folks just be tripping. There's some tripping in you too. We, you, you hadn't seen it because you by yourself. So you are tripping, but you can't see it because you tripping on you. You'll never see you tripping on you. Because you don't think you're a trip. Till you get around other people, then they say, you're a trip. <laughs> That's why you need to be around other people. That's why you need to be around other people. Pat yourself and say, I need to be around other people. You don't think you do. Or maybe you know you do because you know you're a trip and that's why you don't want to be around people. But that's why you need to be around people so they can help you with your trip. Your tripping self. You're a trip. I'm a trip. That's why I need to be around people. So let's all stop tripping. <laughs> let's all stop tripping. Well, watch this now. Verse 18, he said, I'll make him a help me, but watch that. Verse 17, it's the order of the succession of Scripture sometimes is amazing. Verse 17, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. Thou shalt not eat of it. For the day that you eat thereof, you shall surely die. That word means to waste away, to be separated from a, a, an authenticity that God never intended for you to experience. Separated from something, uh, separated from God's authenticity to something that God never intended for you to be a part of. And then the next verse he say, it's not good for man to be alone. Why? Because when man is alone, when man is alone, he doesn't, he's not able to maintain in that authenticity. God say, 
don't eat, I don't want man to eat from the tree and to help the man stay away from that tree, I'm, it's not good for him to be alone. Because if I just leave him by himself, he don't know what the tree look like. No, no, no. He don't know what the tree look like by itself. He doesn't have anything to keep him from the tree. Because it's fruit bearing from that tree. It's good. It's really not good. It's evil. It just looks good. That word, uh, uh, when he says thou, the tree of the knowledge, you, you really, uh, sometimes King, King like you've heard me say King James Storms off because he, he poetically writes. It, that word, he said it, it was the tree of the knowledge, the word knowledge, the root of it is the word, it deals with intercourse, right? Deals with relationship. So what he's saying is when man eats from this tree, he's going to have an experiential, an experience with evil. And then he, the next verse, 18, he say, so it's not good for man to be alone. I'm going to make him a help meet for him. Now, now, let's go a little deeper. Let's go a little deeper. Um, verse 18, I'm sorry, right after the mention of not eating from the tree that will produce to Adam and mankind the experience of evil, God said it's not good for man to be alone. You see that? Why? Here's the answer. God knew ahead of man's doing. God was able to look over the whole of man's life. He knew that man would eat from the tree. No problem because God always can write his right in our wrong because he sees ahead. And so God knew ahead of man's doing and gave us, I love this word, he gave us gardeners. <laughs> to help us stay and reach the completeness of who we were created to be though we would face evils. Come on, say gardeners. I'm closing with this. So there are, there are three things or areas of life fulfillment that you should attach value to. Now, now, I'm talking to those people who are a lot like pastor because I can have fun by myself, right? Because I can go in my mind and be thinking of stuff I need to do, writing messages. I mean, I could, I, I could honestly do life with me and be good because I can lock in and when I lock in I'm focused it, it so I know that there's some of us that are like that and and you are us like nobody else need relationship we've got to attach value to relationship because if you don't attach value to it you don't see the importance of it because being by yourself is a comfortable place so you've got to attach value. You, you, boy, Lord Jesus, you preaching so good in here, Holy Spirit. Y'all better hit me with this. You've got to attach value to it because those things that are value in your life, you will devalue them if you don't. I'm talking about husband, wife, children, your, your relationship outside life, you'll start devaluing it. And don't even realize it, that you are unconsciously and unintentionally pushing away because you don't attach value to it. I'm telling members of Rightway and partners who are with us that I need you to attach value to life groups, our groups. You got to attach value to it. it. Until you attach value to it, you'll never see the need for it. Now, here are the three things. Y'all ready? And I probably won't get all in. I'm, I know I'm going to have to continue teaching this message because it was so good when the Lord gave it to me. Uh, I think we may need to start getting ready to get the teens down here too. Uh, 20, yeah. At 15, at 15, John, at 15 minutes. I think I got like, what, five minutes left? You can start. Watch this. Three things. You ready? You ready? It's going to be so simple. It's going to be so simple. Watch this. Three things. Y'all ready for the three things? 
Y'all been hearing it all the time, but they never told you to attach value to it. Y'all ready? It's so easy. People, places, and things. <laughs> Wasn't that simple? That's so simple. You say you spend all that time with the Lord to get that? Yep. <laughs> People, you've got to attach value to these three things. People, places, and things. What things do I need to attach value to? I got to attach value to what? Come on, one more time. I have to attach. It is important for me in life that I attach value to what? People, places, and things. Now, let's, let's look at people. Let's look at people. When I say people, when I say people, write this down if you're taking notes. When I say people, I'm talking about family, friends, and fellowship. Family, friends, and fellowship. Now, in parentheses with fellowship, I want you to write in parentheses divine relationships and community. Divine relationships and community. Now, that's, that's important because just as I said that, I now see why we often don't care about our neighborhoods because we've not attached value to it. So we'll put a, leave a car in the yard on bricks and don't care that it's, it's bringing the look of the community down. We won't trim our yard. We, won't, we, we got a no snitch rule in our community. So the, and then say they're not giving us money, but sometimes money comes into a community through business influence. But if we won't snitch there, thereby keeping our own crime rate up, then the business is not going to come. Because they know they got snitches that, won't, that, that like keeping crime up. Because we don't snitch. So we don't care about the safety of our community because we got a quote, no snitch rule in our community. Not in mine. I'm, I'm, I'm singing. He lives down the street on the corner. Go get him. Because that's that's your house that lost $30,000 since you don't have no snitch. That's your house that's now much cheaper than how you bought it because you don't have no snitch. You better tell. You better sing. You better rap if you want to. Let me tell you where he at. Go down the street. Let me you do whatever you got to do. I'm getting them out of my community. Well, what they going, what they going, you got prayer. No evil shall befall you. No plague shall come now your dwelling. And if you come now my dwelling, I got 15 folk living with me, and they got 15 more folk living with them, and I got 15 more folk with them. Y'all looking at me like, you got that many folk? Call a clip. Call a clip. Clip. Hold 15. Hold 15. 15, 15 more, 15 more. Yeah, yeah, you come up in here. You come up in here, you're going to meet Smith and Wesson. Show Leah, show Leah. Now I talk later. I get my lawyer. We talk about it later on. That in parentheses, I told you to put down divine relationships. Now this is important. Listen to me carefully. There are people and friends that God divinely assigns to your life. 
And you got to be very intentional of holding those relationships dear. I'm going to tell you something. When your divine friendships, y'all may stay confrontational. That's why they're in your life. They're in your life to stir you up to get all the stuff in your life up to the top. may not even seem like they're a friend sometimes. But their job is to push you to make you look again. Their job is to push you to make you think again. Those are divine relationships. And we don't protect our divine relationships. One divine relationship God gives you is a pastor. Amen. And we don't protect that divine. We let other pastors destroy our divine relationship with our pastor. Another pastor messed up, church got robbed, and then they ain't even open. Hey, ain't nobody ever ran up in right way like that. Better not run up in right way like that. And then you hear about that, then they, the media make it all about the jury and everything that was stole. And now here you go, you, you know, you get to think about your pastor. You know, well, I ain't him. I ain't him. I, ain't, I wouldn't have that much on me anyway, bless the Lord. That's going to be in a, a stock or something, praise the Lord, you know. But, that, you know, to each his own. I ain't knocking the brother. Then you don't, also, you know, you don't even know what he does to get his money. He, he could have a business outside, outside. You know, people say stuff like, you know, uh, I wonder what his congregation like. Well, you don't say that with Solomon. Solomon was the richest man. Solomon had a thousand gold cherries that he didn't even ride. He just would walk in there and look at them. I'm quite sure it was poor people in Israel. God didn't tell uh, uh, Solomon to go pay their bills. Get quiet when you talk like that. Matter of fact, that was a, a woman during Solomon's reign that her husband, who was a prophet, left him poor. And, and the, the people were are coming to take her sons as bondmen to pay off the debt. She was poor. God didn't tell Solomon the preacher, sell one of them chairs and go pay that woman bills off. She was poor because she had a husband who was a prophet but didn't steward the money right. So you, sometimes you don't know why people don't have. Some, some people have and don't have because they don't steward their money right. That's a different type of poverty. Matter of fact, that type of poverty, God don't even tell us to give to them. The scriptures say they lose what they have. Matter of fact, you may do more evil by giving to that person who doesn't steward right. They lights may need to get caught off. So right there in the dark with the candle, they, uh, they get to sing in a hymn. And the Lord get to talking to them. Well, it's your fault. It's your fault. And be like, how is it my fault, God? Look to your left, what you see. What you talking about, Lord? I don't see nothing. I see the carpet, because you're on your face. Uh, my purse. Now, what's the name of that purse? Uh, Gucci. How much it cost? Uh, uh, $600. How much was the light bill? $450. There go your lights. There go your lights. You were so caught up in looking good. So... Hang the purse over the light fixtures and see if the light will come on. See if the lights come on. Go outside. Go outside, man. Go outside. You be praying to the Lord say, go outside. What I'm going outside for? It's dark outside. You say, well, go outside for a minute. What you see, huh? huh? What you talking about, Lord? What you see? What you see, boy? I see, uh, I see my car. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I see, I see them 22. Uh-huh. How much them 22 cost? Uh, 2200 How much was your house? No, 15 There go your house right there. There go your house right there. Your house, your house right there sitting with the motor. Your, mouth, your house holding the motor and stuff right there. There go your house. There are different types of poverty. Some people want to be under the bridge because they don't want the responsibility of paying bills. 
God does not command us to give to that type of poverty. Now, I know you ain't never heard it like that before, but there's different types of poor. The Bible says if a man don't work, neither should he eat. So there's some people before you give them the money. Hey, I know it ain't much, but could you just pick that piece of paper up right there for me? You need to associate the money to a work. Because if you don't, he'll be there tomorrow. That's why Peter and them said, silver and gold have we none. They weren't saying we don't have money. They was just saying giving you money to answer to this problem. Because we know that your friends are bringing you to this gate, sitting you here, and your friends are, are prostituting you and taking your money. So if we give you money, they're going to take the money and sit you here tomorrow. So silver and gold have we none, but such as we have, we're going to give you the ability to make what you're asking for. Take up your bed and walk. Wasn't saying they have no money. You don't read the text right. They weren't saying we ain't got money. They were saying this issue don't need money. You need ability to walk in your legs so you can make your own money and let your friends stop using you because your friends ain't sticking close to you like a brother right now. They're prostituting your infirmity. But you need divine relationships and and in, that, and, you, in that fellowship, we also need community. Look, let's look at Acts 2. That's all I have time to read. Acts chapter 2, verse 42 through 47, and then 1 Corinthians 12, 22 through 26. I think I can get this part out the way. And then and while, while he's pulling that up, I want to read this side note. There are those of us who may not need as much as others do, but the Scripture says that it's just as important as their need for you, even though you may not need them. Now, you got to see this. And, and they continued. Now, this is the church. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. They did church, breaking the bread and in prayer, right? They did all that at the church. Keep reading. Let's keep going. We'll, we'll, we'll move through all of this. Uh, verse 43 says, and fear came upon, reverence came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. Uh, and, and, and all that believed were together, ooh, look at the result of this thing, and had all things coming. Watch this now. And sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. Now, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, you got to know the scripture, they wasn't selling their necessities. They was like, we got all this extra over here that we don't need and you got a need. Let me take the extra, turn it to money and give it to you so your needs can be met. See, there's always extra amongst us. And the extra amongst us is so that when we come together, all of a sudden you realize why you had the extra. It wasn't for you. It was for somebody else. God just allowed me to have it. So when the need came up in the conversation, now I know what the extra was for. Look what the Bible says. They continue daily in one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house. I don't want nobody in my house. Well, maybe you need them because finally you're going to keep it clean like it supposed to. Finally, you're going to keep it clean. You're going to go ahead and clean and mop and do what you need to do because you don't want them folk to come over there and see that house like that. Good. That means that this R group going to be for your good. It's going to be for the good of your house. It's going to be for the good of your house because you're going to have to do something you, you've been running from. You're going to stop running now. You're going you're gonna to stop running and you're going to get in there and click because I got these folk coming over and I don't want them to know that I live like this. So now you're going to have to clean and fold them clothes and stop living out the baskets. Yep. Yep, it's going to be, it. see, see how that thing going to work for you, man? It going to help you and help your house too, boy. I'm telling you, man, that thing going to work, boy. That thing going to work, boy. Everything is working together. Okay, breaking bread 
from house to house, look at this outcome, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. That, watch this, that's complete fulfillment right there. Praising God, having favor with all the people. And then watch this, and the Lord added to the church daily. So outside folks start coming to the R group, saw the life change with the folks in the R group, which led them to the church. See, the sinner may never come to the church, but they may, bypass, they, they may come by passing through your R group. Because we ain't, we ain't our church in here. We just chilling, having a good time, playing spades, whatever we're doing, you know, whatever the life group is about. And they was like, I didn't know Chris was going to do it. Yeah, we could do it. And it's clean, too. You see, ain't no henny. Ain't no, uh, and we just here laughing. And we ain't had to get another spirit to have, have fun. We having fun with Holy Spirit. Hopefully, you get what I'm saying? We're having fun with Holy Spirit. And they'd be like, man, man, just I didn't know you could just really do life like this, and I didn't have to put my body in, a, in another spirit. To, yeah, man, man, being saved is enjoyable. Well, come on, come to church. And now, man, you know, brought that person in, but they had to go through the house to get to the temple. And it's okay if they go, to the, go through the house to get to the temple. But can God use your house? I mean, you know you did pray that he would give it to you. <laughs> so now he'd have gave it to you. Can't nobody come to my house. I thought you asked God to get that house to you. So isn't that God's house? Oh, is this just God's house? Oh, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. What's my next verse? What's my next verse? I got another verse. right. Oh, is that it? Come on back to me. Come back to me. Verse 40. Where am I at? Okay. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, that was it? And the Lord added, okay, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Watch this now. Now, I want you to hear this. This is, put that in the, uh, I think I want that in the New Living Translation right there. Because so they can see it a lot more clearly. Sometimes that King James, it, 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 it throw you off in its language. I understand it, but I want to make sure you get it. Now, watch this, guys. The, uh, the Bible often uses metaphors and symbols, and so it's, it's dealing with the body. The hum- it, it often it loves using the human body to get us to understand the unity of the believers having different assignments, different members, and different administrations, but all of those things still work together. You get what I'm saying? And so it says, in fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And I love using right there, the example of the panky toe. You get what I'm saying? That panky toe, you, you don't think nothing about the toe. Some, come on, ladies, sometimes y'all don't even paint it because you know it's tucked up. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know it ain't going to be seen. You get what I'm saying? I'm sorry. <laughs> that wasn't nice. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You just don't even you don't pay no attention. You get what I'm saying? You know that with that with that shoe you got on, that peekaboo shoe on the big toe. Come on, ladies, tell the truth. So all the other three don't even matter. You get what I'm saying? Cause that ain't the one. And I don't plan on taking my shoes off. You get what I'm saying? So I'm gonna make the first two look real nice, and they gonna think the others follow suit. Am I right about it? Come on, ladies. I know y'all know I'm right about it. It's safe, it's safe. So, you, although you don't think much about it, <laughs> although you don't think much about it, that thing important because if you chop it off, you lose all your balance. As a, I mean, wouldn't you think that God would put the balance on the big toe? It would make sense, right? But he didn't put the balance on the big toe. He put the balance on the one that we consider the least about. 
He says, so, so watch this. I'm asking you, I'm saying our groups because we got people that are leashed that need attention. They need big toe attention. Because we got to help them get balanced in this thing too. And they can't get everything they need in this one setting. So right now, even though they're not full grown, they may need more natural relationship to balance out this spiritual relationship that they're learning about. So being able to play cards now in a safe environment or being able to shoot basketball right now around guys that don't cuss and don't want to go drink afterwards or being around sisters, you get what I'm saying, that's going to speak that word and ain't got, ain't got all them, I'm a bad bee, ain't got all that stuff. And about he or she, they need that right now because they're still growing spiritually and they need a natural balance right now until their spirit gets above that natural. They need the natural right now. So we got to put them in a safe environment because they're least and we need to honor them and think of them right now. Does that make sense? Look what it says. And the parts we regard as less honorable, those clothed with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen. That even the scripture agree with the pinky toe. While the, while the more honorable parts, watch this, while the more honorable parts, those of us that are good, they, they, they do not require all that special care. So God has put the body together such that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. So since you don't need all that, stop thinking about you. Stop thinking, I don't need the R group. He said, no, 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 no. You're missing it. You're missing it. I made you more honorable so you can think about the parts of the body that need you. So you, so you can take your honor that you really don't need and deposit it on those that really need it right now. Goes on to say, this makes for harmony among the members so that all the members watch this so that watch this the least member when they get the honor from the one that really don't need it it moves them up now and it puts all of us on the even playing field think about it go back to my illustration as fun as it was peekaboo shoe the big toe being painted makes the person think that even the toe you didn't paint is painted so the big toe gives the pinky toe honor that, that, even can, that cannot be seen that don't have no paint on it. <laughs> Ain't that some? Okay, okay, okay. Just remember, though, tell them to get the pinky toe too when you get your manicure, though. Your pedicure, I mean, your pedicure. If one part suffers, look what the Bible says. If one part suffers, all parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all parts are glad. Is that my last scripture? Yeah, that's my... Yeah, so, 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 yeah, verse 27. So I want to read this statement right here and I'm done. So there are those of you who may not see the need for our groups because you're all right. Well, these groups are not only about your needs, but others' needs that God called you to be. Here's my word now, the gardener of. Remember I said at the top, God gives us gardeners. See, we are supposed to be gardeners for other people's lives. They got, they got weeds in their lives. They got needs in their lives. They got wants in their lives. And isn't that what a gardener does? He goes to another soil and he examines that soil and whatever weeds are in that soil, he pulls it out. Whatever needs the soil needs, he, he puts it in. And then he even attends to whatever's been planted so that it can grow properly. See, God made us to be gardeners for the lives of other people. And it may not always be spiritual. We have spiritual gardeners and we have natural gardeners. So there are people that help garden you and then you help garden other people. We call that our groups. 
And I'm not asking you to pray, Lord, am I supposed to do this? You ain't got to ask, and I'm telling you. I need you to pray about what our group you need to be in or possibly what our group you need to start. Well, I ain't got, I don't know all them scriptures. Well, see, that's not what we're asking you. What do you like to do? What, what, just, what drives you? What, 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 what inspires you? What, what, what do you like to do? On your, like, what's that thing? You, you like to golf? You like basketball? You like, you like reading books? You just love reading the books and pulling out the stories? You like, you like, there's something that you like, guess what, that other people like too. Because God doesn't ask you to garden something that you don't know about. He would never take a person that does not know how to grow trees, uh, that knows how to grow trees, and then put them on a, 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 a bush. Because the two methods, now it is a garden, but the method is totally different. So he's not asking us to, to garden or, or create something that we don't know anything about. No, he's asking us to do something that we like, and you'll be amazed that you'll find other people that like the exact same thing. And so after this service, we have our interest meeting group. I'm going to deal with those other two things because I think those other two are very important. Uh, we said people, we said places, and we said things. Man, when I get to them places and things, it's going to bring some real big joy to your life because I, I believe that we, we are so... We're so, and we should be driven to increase. We should be driven for success. But there's also a false drive for success that will cause you to disregard places and things. And in disregarding people, places, and things, you disregard yourself. So, today I just want to deal with people. And so, right away, let's, let's, let's build this church. We're, we're going somewhere. God promised me, God told me rather, that Rightway would be a church of 2,000 healthy people. That's what we would see on a weekly basis circulating through this church. Do you know how easy it is to get lost in the sauce with that many people at church? But you wouldn't get lost if you would attend to what I'm saying because God did not set it up for you to get everything you need in this one service. He said that the members would have the same care one for another. And so God has instructed us so that your members can have that continual care and that, that, that community and that sense of belonging. You do it through the R group. And so that's what we're doing. We're doing it through the R group. So I'm just praying that you, you, you heard me today as I was teaching yeah, the light bulb came on about, okay, I, I, maybe I can start this one and I can do this. We're going to train you, teach you about how to have an effective R groups. We're not leaving you out there by yourself. We got coaches. You'll get all of that in, in the interest meeting, any question you might have. But I'm praying that you're in prayer because this is how oftentimes people join churches and leave. I don't know nobody. It's too big. It's not too big if you have an R group. Because in your R group, you got 10, you got 20, and man, you know them. So when you come to church, you're like, hey, come on, hey, dude. You know, you know people. So you, you're not lost. You're not lost. You are a part of this amazing community of people. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Just help us, God, as, as we're preparing to be this amazing church to our community and to our city. Um, we want to make sure, we know that you want to make sure that, I, that the members and partners of this church, that they are secure and rooted uh, in the ministry, Father. And so, God, you've given us this 
platform, this ability to have our groups uh, so that we can care one for another. And I'm praying, God, that you will soften the hearts of your people, speak to the hearts of your people, let them see and know uh, that this word is from you and that we will hear and obey. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I want to pray with you very quickly. Um, uh, okay, I want to pray with you real quickly. If you're here and you don't know Christ as your Savior, uh, I want to give you that amazing opportunity. You don't have to change, stop doing what you're doing, give Jesus the throne of your heart, give him the home like it is, allow him the carpenter to come in as Holy Spirit, and he'll begin to do that renovation work in your life. And so if that's you, you, you don't have to die and go to hell and miss out on this amazing life that God has made affordable, not only now, but in the life hereafter. You can receive Christ in your life just as you are and experience this life change and this fruitfulness that God so wants you and I to have and experience. That's you. Will you repeat this prayer after me? Say, Lord Jesus, I know without you I am lost. Today, I repent of my sins. And Jesus, I receive you into my life as my Savior and as my Lord. Thank you for saving me. Now fill me with your spirit so that I can live a life that is pleasing to you. I turn from my old way of living and I turn to you. I am saved in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, congratulations. Welcome to the body of Christ. The Bible says Romans 10, 9 and 10. Yeah, if you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus died and God raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Listen, if you're watching me online, I want you to go to rightwayccc.org forward slash next steps. There's a connect card there that I want you to fill out if you're in the sanctuary right in front of you. In that seat pocket, there's a connect card. If you made that confession today for the first time, you want to know more about Rightway Christian Center, you may even want to join. I'm believing God that we're going to have people that see this as a as their as their home you're going to call this your home will you fill that connection card out take a few moments fill it out you can leave it thank you for tuning into our podcast if you were changed by this message today help someone else by sharing on your social media platforms you can partner with us to continue to reach more people by giving at rightwayccc.org or on the givelify app make sure to subscribe so that you're the first to know when a new episode is available thanks for listening